Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Welcome, everyone. This is the Mobile Home Investing Lessons video podcast. We're talking mobile homes uh, and lessons and first deals. Uh, I have two very active, three very active mobile home investors on, on the line right now. <laughs> Samuel Verlene, thank you so much for for joining me here today to talk about your deal and to mobile homes. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. No problem. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure, as always. Do you have any previous real estate experience or I guess why mobile homes in the first place? Yeah, in real estate and all that kind of stuff. What's your idea? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, we initially started with uh, traditional real estate a couple years back. And so we figured, you know, let's try traditional real estate. Let's see how it goes. And I always heard about mobile homes. But I say, you know, once we get our hands uh, dirty in real estate, traditional real estate, then we will do mobile homes. But then as we started, you know, investing in this area and realizing, you know what, this area is pretty expensive expensive and (laughs) we're always getting priced out. We think we're almost there, but it's almost taken from us. So we decided, you know what, let's follow up on mobile homes. So of course, you know, going on YouTube, watching several videos, saw a few of your videos. So I said, you know, let's let's uh, start mobile homes. So we just started doing some research and reading it, and here we are. Reached out to you. (laughs) Actually, before we actually, um, we actually found you, John, which I think what led us to find you was we actually, um, because we told my brother that's in North Carolina that, you know, we're looking into possibly, um, you know, switching our gears to mobile home investing because it would be less less to, um, to invest up front. And then he happened to find a guy in North Carolina that had a home in Florida that he was wanting to sell. It was in a 55 and up park. And um, we were like, okay, we'll go ahead and um, see what it is. And then he had a, uh, he had a, not a realtor, but a mobile home specialist helping him sell the property. Um, We had uh, my brother in Florida go take a look at it, send us videos, send us pictures. I mean, it's a four four star park, four and a half star park. So it's a pretty nice park. (laughs) Um, the property at first he was asking for like what 15,000 15, yeah. 15, and we thought we got a great deal that we talked them down we talked them down to um, 5,000 5, but since he accepted the, he, the, he they jumped at the first you know at 5,000 that should have been a red flag but we didn't know any better so we think we know you know we got a great deal for five grand but oh boy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we finally got like into fixing what look to the eye was like basic things um turned out to be you know much more than we expected to be to fix up the property and then once the property was fixed up listing it also because it was a 55 and up and i guess the timing um and people being interested in purchasing it was just it was just our luck so we actually sat we fixed we fixed it up we were able to fix it up put it on the market um had the had the um, property manager um, list it and show it show it for us, um, and it actually sold in how long? It took a while. About, 
about eight months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sold in eight months. So nice. mind you, the lot rent was pretty hefty. Very expensive. Because it is Florida and it's a four and a half star park. So through that, we're like, okay, if we're going to go this way, we need to get some type of mentorship. So not even know what they're talking about because we can't be, you know, if you're investing, you're investing to make money. So we can't just be um, going at this um, totally blindly. So um, like Sam said, with research, we found out, we found out about you um, and you had a lot of great reviews. So <laughs> we reached out to you and then you told us about the course, um, what, it what it entailed. And then we were like, okay, um, yeah, we want to, we want to go ahead and forward. Um, and then with, within being with, um, following your course and even not even getting through the course, but just following with you. And then the fact that you're very reachable. So every time we call you answer and we are able to, you are able to give us guidance on the question, um, on, you know, answers to our questions. So we started doing pickets, uh, picket signs. Um, and we found a property um, locally where we are, cause we wanted to be able to have eyes, um, on our next property. <laughs> and not be out of state. Um, we all think we were ready for that yet. So we ended up finding a property. Somebody called through one of our picket signs. Mm -hmm. um, it was an older couple. Um, and it's a, it's a nice park as well. Um, the management, not so nice, but we'll get there. <laughs> so, um, so their story was basically they were older couple. The husband was, um, he was physically, um, he had physical issues, so they wanted to. The, their daughter wanted them to move um, move back in with them, so they were looking to, to sell their mobile home. So where I was, um, I we I called. We called she, when she called. We're like, okay, I'm gonna go out. I went out and I looked at the property, and I mean, there was a lot of stuff in there. So they were definitely hoarders, but I could see like the core, the property at the core was a it was a three two, but based on the. Um, <laughs> based based on the park that it was in um you could tell it's a very nice park and it was it was st it still had really good bones it wasn't an older home it was um year was it a two early 2000 it's like a 2007 2007 so it wasn't an old home um so it had a lot of it was really great potential so of course the first time i show up i'm pretty nervous i just try to like keep small talk i used your um your, your lead sheet um, to kind of like guide me to ask them questions in between having small talks do your checklist to see um, what I'm seeing that might need to get um, work done on. And, um, you know, just so I could come back and decide what we're gonna, you know, give them an offer. So we did that. They were very nice. They, the, the couple, the, um, we hit it off. They, they really liked me. So we came back, uh, we called you and you were like, so what numbers did we discuss? We're like, I didn't really discuss numbers. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I was like, like, okay, yeah, you know. Um, so I looked and I looked all fixed up. We, I did see that there was like a good potential to see what I could, you know, what I could throw at them, what numbers I could throw at them. So I called her the next day and um, even though we got a good deal, the first number I threw, which I thought was like a, a low offer, 
she kind of like she was happy because initially the park when she was trying to sell um when she was telling them that she had interest to sell they wanted her to just sign it over so um so needless to say we offered um we offered i think 20k she was like yeah i'll take it i mean i didn't you know going from zero to 20 you know i'll take it so um I think I kind of shot myself in the foot there because I think I kind of we could have gotten it much lower. But um, anyways, we got it under contract for 20k. We didn't have to put any cash out up front. It was um, 90 days to be. I, we we signed an agreement. She signed over the title because we would have to do work to the property to be able to list it. So she did agree to sign over the title to us, and um, we agreed to pay her once the once we once somebody once the property was sold. Um, we did a lot of t testing. We posted, yeah, you know, per John's, um, guidance, we posted test ads on, um, on Craigslist Mark and marketplace. Facebook marketplace to see, um, to see reaction from people. So we started high and then we would see what people were responding to because we wanted to sell it for cash. Um, so we started listing it like in the high sixties because all fixed up that property could have sold for. Probably would have sold like. In the 70s, 70s and all fixed up, yeah. but you wouldn't get cash for that because people don't have that kind of cash. So it ended up that 50,000 ended up to be a sweet spot. Once we, you know, kept bringing it down, bringing it down at 50,000, we got a lot of people have wanting interest to show the property. So we showed it. We probably showed it to a good maybe 10 people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I showed it to. And then you have people who will say, yeah, let's, I want to the property. They won't show up. You reach out to them. What happened? They say, I don't know what happened. They just didn't show up. Yeah. So you have a lot of people who are flaky, but you know, through all those no's, uh, there's always one yes. And that's what we need is a yes. So it worked out in our favor. Yeah. So um, we finally found out someone that wanted um, to purchase it with cash. They were ready. Um, then, of course, we got another roadblock with um, getting them approved at the park. Um, they were self employed. So the park had an issue. They were, I think the, the park, in all honesty, um, once we've actually found a buyer and we're sending the buyer to get approved, it kind of gave the buyer a hard time. It was kind of like a lot of back and forth. But again, with your guidance, you were like, okay, well, you know, sometimes property managers could be their gatekeepers. So it's either they're with you or they're not. And so maybe try to reach out because we're we actually familiar with the um with the management company. And we know the management company itself is investor friendly, but that particular park, it was just a, they were just an outlier. It was just that particular park management. It was the so person. So once we reached out a little bit of, it was the person. Right. Right. Cause she wanted them on management. So once, exactly. Yeah, so it looks like, herself. it looks yeah. like that's because it looks like, cause they even, even our, um, the seller that wanted to purchase, they were giving, they were telling them one story when we would call a checkup on the application. The were, we did reach out to to the management company. And then um, we kind of told them like, hey, you know, we have a, some, a seller wanting to purchase the property. If not, then we're going to look into pops, you know, moving it. And we got a response right away. Right. It was, and it was, it was like, oh, you know, it took something that was dragging out for almost a month. All of a sudden, the seller was approved in a day. A month um, of going and back and forth. A month. Back that, and right. forth. They were really patient. 
that buyer like kept yeah. on yeah. La- what was the issue they said yeah they, to- because it was a great deal yeah very good point yeah. what did the manager want you got to show this you got to show that you got to what they were telling them is that because that they were self-employed that they had to show um even though they they were showing that they they had to they basically was trying to tell them that they couldn't be self-employed. They had to show, um, even <laughs> though they had a proof of ladder, they had to be yeah, almost notarized. basically like W two. They had a notarized proof of um, proof of um, letter of proof of income. They had, but they basically had everything because I called myself to find out exactly what they needed, the steps, and then walked them through. Um, and they said, "Yeah, we turned all this, all of this, in. they have all of this." So we were not understanding the issue. So. Um, and when we kept, when I kept calling back, you could tell there was a lot of frustration. And then that's when I was like, okay, let me reach out to John. Cause we we're trying to be patient. First they told us like, you know, seven to 10 days, we gave the 10 days, called back and they're like, well, the weekends don't count. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so needless to say, thank you for your guidance. Cause once we reached out to management via email, letting them know that we might, we're going to move it. If we can't sell it, we're moving it. They quickly approved it. They quickly approved it and responded, and it was sold. (laughs) What repairs did you do prior to showing it to folks? Yeah, what repairs did you make sure to do before showing it to people initially? So so because that they were kind of like hoarders, it was a lot of stuff. And this was a, it was a pretty big um, trailer. It was a, um, it was a double Y three by two. Yeah, double Y three by two. so we had to pay junk removal. So it was like about eleven hundred. Yeah, about eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, he cleaned it up three hours. He was done. I was like, wow, like, there was a lot of junk in there. A lot of junk. It was <laughs> a lot of truck truckloads. Yeah, so he did in three hours. I was very surprised. Real surprised. Wow, as much junk as that was. Yeah, but, yeah it was a lot of junk in there. <laughs> After the junk, did you find anything that was surprising? Extra holes or? dead animals or something there might have been a couple when there was there's a couple patchwork which again um teaches me that you know for um for next time to look a little bit more closely um because we could that could have been a negotiation point as well to explain a lower offer um so there was a couple they were it it wouldn't have been huge issues but there were a couple holes if you looked closely um they were heavy smokers so one of the rooms, the the walls were really black, really black. Um, the floors were messed up. And the, the carpet yeah, had to the be carpet. replaced. So, yeah. so yeah. Did you have the carpet removed while the guy was removing everything, or you kept the carpet in there um, for while you were showing it? Well, the carpet stayed. Everything in there stayed except for the junk. Yeah, everything in there. We had planned to remove the carpet. Yeah. We were planning on removing the carpet because we because initially when we were showing it, a lot of people were frightened by the sight of the carpet. It was worse than it. It looked worse than it was because they were such heavy. They were hoarders and then really heavy smokers on top of that. So like, let's say like a brown carpet was like almost black now in a, in certain areas where they spent most of their time. So we did hear a lot a lot of that. But those would have been buyers that would have been like kind of like um, they needed it moving ready. Right. Um, so the person we sold it to was there. He was a handyman yeah. himself. He fixes since stuff up so when he saw it he was like you know this is not that Nothing. much work <laughs> so it was him and his son and some people they came fixed it up and i got some pictures a few weeks later and it looked like night and day <laughs> <laughs> night and day literally 
I believe that. That's I love to see that. The, no, it makes complete sense. The the buyer who purchased the home, he paid cash, correct? Fifty. Yeah, he paid cash. Yeah. Cash, no bank financing. Around the country, that's sort of what different areas vary a bit, but I'd say around 50, 55, 60,000. That's the cutoff for where many, not many, but some people have cash. Over that number, people are usually wanting to go to the banks a lot, um, but they had cash to, to buy the home. He knew he was getting a good, a good deal, um, wanted to close on it before anybody else did. Uh, did yeah. He didn't... Did, he, did any of these potential buyers bring up, hey, I want to get an inspector through the home before before I buy the home? No. No. No, Actually, no, no inspection. They just wanted to buy the house, fix it up, and move in. Yeah. The people that were really interested, mm -hmm. um, because that same property fixed up, and then the good thing is there was a lot of, there had been several other sales, and I think there was like one on sale while we were while, while we were selling the property that recently sold which was around the same year um same year bed and bath as ours and it was selling double and over what we were asking so anybody that was handy the two guys that we had lined up were both handymen so they were like calling every day like you know why aren't we approved like we don't want to lose this you know yeah i was getting nervous too <laughs> <laughs> How was your so they ended up closing? You had got this under contract at twenty, tied it up at twenty, and closed on it. Mm -hmm. Didn't have to come out of pocket at that twenty, and then you sold it for yeah. fifty or a bit more. And that did you right. have to split any of that thirty with the seller, or that was all profit? That was all profit for you. That was all. Yes, that, that was yeah. all profit. So, did you feel like you're leaving money on the table? You know, we, we wish we could sell it for 70 or 80 or 90 or 60 or what was your thought process like as you were trying to no, sell it? No, we were, we, we, um, I think when we, our thought process were like, if we could sell it, we actually were willing to go down um, because I mean, if you can make five to 10 grand without having to come out of pocket, that's still a good, you know, thing. So the fact that we were able to get that top 50 cash and not have to worry about either putting money in to rehab it, um, which, you know, we, we, we talked about our first experience, <laughs> even though we learned from that, um, not having to put money in it and then you get it on the contract and you're making, what is it, a $30,000 spread? I mean, I don't know where else you can do that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I love that you both can do this together. Do you find that, uh you're both clones of each other kind of going in different directions or one of you kind of takes the reins at one point or uh, how does that work out? How does the work? Yeah. Being, you know, it, it, it varies. Yeah. It varies. Time and time. So I say if, if um, somebody calls one of us, we'll go out there, see the, um, the owner of the house or probably show it to somebody. Let's say if she's busy with work, I'm available. You know what? I'll go out, take the property, and vice versa. So it's divide and conquer mainly. How do you deal with if you bump heads in this business, or if you, you know, you want to? I'm sure even with that, technically the sec, the second deal, the first one that we were to doing together, I'm sure there must have been decisions that you know you both bumped heads on, or how how did you, how do you work on that, or how do you? I guess any words of wisdom for. 
for when that situation happens and logic wins logic and and, and what's the end goal <laughs> the end logic goal. and the yeah, end goal like end going goal. back to like we're we're in this together and what eventually our end goal is so if we bump heads on something or um if we feel like this person is not doing something that they should be doing we just verbalize it communication right. is very important just verbalize it um and at the end of the day just remind a reminder is what's the end goal uh, with with each property was the end goal was getting it sold yeah, <laughs> so yeah. whatever needs to be done to get it sold yeah pretty much <laughs> any things that you weren't expecting any things that you learned or something for folks to watch out for uh that are in this business or getting started or words of wisdom i'm keeping up in mind because you never know who you'll meet and relationships are very important so yeah, you do that, yeah? say that and don't get discouraged by either <laughs> um, nasty park managers. You know your, you know you, you try it, um, you try at first, but then you don't know your possible ways of your, your workarounds. Um, and if it all fails, if you have questions, ask John. I was, the <laughs> John. <laughs> and, uh, and don't get discouraged, especially by a lot of um, potential um, leads. Yeah, because right, a lot of a lot of oh, yeah. people sometimes talk of the game. Exactly. Sometimes you have to filter a lot of unfortunately, um, people. Just because your phone is ringing doesn't necessarily mean they're all <laughs> good leads. So, <laughs> so sometimes you have to. Some sometimes we've had people that we've done like three, four callbacks to, you know, and they seem so excited at first, and you just go ghost. <laughs> well, so yeah, just keep you... on moving to the next. Yeah, one. once you give them that offer, a lot. <laughs> They don't return your call. Buyers or sellers. One person offers. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sellers of those. So, yeah, I'm going to set a property. But once you give an offer, they say, oh, no, no way. That's too low. Next. And that's what it is. Got to keep it <laughs> Some people have hopes and dreams yeah. for their, that they think their property is worth way more than it is. So, and that's, that's okay. You just move on to the next. Don't get so emotionally tied. Yeah. To... Can't get emotionally tied to it. <laughs> Oh, that's the truth. Boy, I fall. And then beat yourself up if you don't get it. or That means that you right. probably don't have yeah. enough going on. If you're not talking to enough sellers, you haven't made enough offers. If you're too emotionally on one deal, you got to get out there and talk to talk to more people. Um, yeah, you do. Because you'll chase it. The deal gets skinny. You'll end up paying too much. It's wonderful that you both are doing this together and you can feed off each other. And Or when one of you is, you, one of you is down, I imagine the other one helps. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah keep mm -hmm. it up. I'm proud of you both. This is, that's awesome. Really good. Yeah. You did not give Thank up. you Thank so you. much. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 